Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the You Only Live Once economy, my interview with David Karandish on SaaS in the mortgage space, and just how robust that new home sales figure to close out last week was. Today's podcast is presented by Capacity. Capacity is an industry leader in mortgage automation that empowers mortgage professionals with instant knowledge and automated workflows. Thanks to 24-7 service, clients receive a superior experience throughout the entire loan process. Capacity connects apps, mines documents, captures tacit knowledge, and automates processes through a mobile-friendly chat interface. I still enjoy a McDonald's cheeseburger on occasion, and I remember sharing a Coke with the kids on my street between hoops games, having a bite of a buddy's cookie, or merely rinsing off a scratch with hose water. Now, there are some that tell you you'll die from doing any of those. Things are always in transition. There's the possibility of the transition from work from home, back to the office, or concern by some about having the right office chairs at home, if you're going to stay there. It is still over a month until Memorial Day, but companies are already wondering, given that July 4th is on a Sunday this year, whether to give employees Friday off, Monday off, or neither. Stock and bond markets, as well as the post office and Federal Reserve, are closed on Monday the 5th. It appears that the workforce is in transition. Welcome to the YOLO, you only live once, economy. Burned out and flush with savings? Some workers are quitting stable jobs in search of post-pandemic adventure. For the link to that story, as well as the latest on jobs and transitions, lender services and products, and investors' reactions to FHA and VA changes, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to bring on David Karandish, founder and CEO of Capacity. Capacity is an enterprise artificial intelligence SaaS company. How did that come about and, and what was the, the reasoning behind its inception? Well, first of all, Robbie, thank you for having me on your uh, podcast here. I got so enamored with the software as a service business model in my last company for a couple of reasons. Um, it has the ability to acquire a customer, maintain that customer relationship and grow that customer relationship over time. I love the fact that uh, we can continue to add value in a SaaS model, unlike traditional you know, legacy software where you ship it and the value is uh, fixed. And then when I think about specifically in the mortgage space, you've got, for most people, their largest asset is tied up in their home. Some of the biggest transactions in the entire economy occur through folks buying and selling homes. And so the opportunity to help make that process more efficient, more effective through automation, through AI, uh, with a software as a service business model, uh, the, the stars just all align together uh, to help teams do their best work in this particular industry. And I think you're a great guest for this podcast because when I tell friends I I started this podcast, they go, "Oh, where can I listen to it? Should I listen?" I go, "No, it's it's not for you at all. It's it's business to business for mortgage companies." And so capacity is great in that sense. How are mortgage companies using capacity to close more loans faster? Yeah, a couple of different ways. Um, starting from the very beginning, one of the most important aspects to getting your organization up and running is having a great onboarding experience. So companies like Amerisave are using us to help streamline onboarding new loan officers, scaling up their operation, and truly uh, building out a best-in-class organizational tech stack. Think about all the turnover that happens in the mortgage space between LOs jumping from company to company, 
they view this as a huge competitive advantage on how to both attract and retain their top talent. Uh, we've got other clients like PRMG that are using capacity to help streamline the lending process, uh, specifically answering refi questions, uh, first-time home buyer, buyer questions, supporting the loan originators through the entire loan life cycle, and then helping to help helping to go operationalize uh, any key initiatives, any key uh, policies and procedures that need to be distributed throughout the organization. And so you could think of capacity as your internal help desk plus direct tie-ins tie to the loan origination software platform, your GSC uh, guidelines, that sort of thing. And then uh, I'd say a third use case, uh, if we talk about the first two internal, folks like Planet Home Lending are using capacity as a customer-facing bot. Answer questions 24-7. You can go to planethomelending.com, check it out. Uh, and the, the beauty of it is that with every question you throw at capacity, it just gets smarter and smarter as it learns uh, more and more what people are interested. You know, they can't staff a call center 24-7 to answer people's questions. And people don't, their, their questions don't end at five o'clock at the end of the workday. They, you know, people have buying questions throughout all hours of the night, through all locate, multiple locations, mobile, desktop, iPad, you name it. And capacity is there to help uh, fill in the gaps. So whether it's onboarding, scaling, streamlining, or external, externally facing, how do mortgage companies actually measure capacity success for their organization? It's a couple of different ways. Uh, I'll use one recent example. One of our clients placed capacity on their uh, kind of customer-facing website. And in that time, for about, about an 18-month period, as a banking client, grew, grew their total asset center management by about 40%. We were able to cut their call center volume down by 20%. And then when they went and looked at their NPS scores, their NPS scores went up by 10 points after adopting capacity. So you have a high, larger revenue, lower costs, better overall customer sat, and then... I. Uh, with this particular customer, we're now up over 92% match rate. So if you go ask uh, 100 questions to, to that particular bot, we will answer 92 of them instantly. But don't ignore the other eight. The other eight will get routed off to the help desk where uh, someone can either jump in via a live chat handoff from the bot or uh, via a follow-up ticket if no, one's, no agent is available at that time. It certainly sounds like capacity is a good idea for many mortgage companies out there. How quickly can a mortgage company get up and running with capacity? So we've got a quick start package that enables mortgage companies to get up and running within 30 days. Uh, the beauty of this is that you don't have to have everything in place. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Uh, we've got some pre-built content packs to get started. Uh, we've, you know, we've got a lot of the same questions that happen across multiple uh, multiple mortgage companies, and therefore, uh, we've you know we've seen this story before. We can get you get you up and going quickly. This is not a six month, year long deployment. Uh, if you sign with us today, we want to try to get capacity in your hands within thirty days or less. Fantastic. Broadly speaking, U.S. economic data continued to expand towards the end of March and into April, with the exception of existing home sales, which were hampered by the lack of supply. New home sales, though spiked 20.7% in March to an annual rate of 1.021 million units, the highest rate since August 2006. 
Builders remain optimistic, but face significant headwinds due to materials costs and extended lead times for orders. Existing homes declined 3.7% in March, as inventory was a very tight 2.1 months worth, and total inventory was 28.2% below the level from March 2020. The tight inventory was partly responsible for pushing prices up 17% from one year ago. Meanwhile, purchase mortgage applications increased 5.7% for the week ending April 16th and were 50.8% higher than a year ago, as the average rate for a 30-year fixed eased to 3.20%. The FOMC meets today and tomorrow, and while there are not any expected policy changes, the market will look for the committee's read on recent inflation trends in the statement, as well as the minutes when they are released in mid-May. Normally, there isn't much treasury or rate movement preceding a Fed meeting, and the start of this week was no exception. No changes in policy are expected out of this week's Federal Open Market Committee get-together, which means the Fed should remain accommodative. But bond prices and rates could be swayed if the statement is unusually positive on the economy. The Mortgage Bankers Association's latest forbearance and call volume survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by one basis point to 4.49% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior week as of April 18th. The marginal drop means that according to MBA's estimate, 2.25 million homeowners are still in forbearance plans as the numbers continue to slowly improve. Today's economic calendar begins shortly with Red Book same-store sales for the week ending April 24th and will be followed by home prices from Case-Shiller and FHFA, both for February. After that, markets will receive April's consumer confidence figures, Richmond Fed Manufacturing and Services, and Dallas Fed Texas Services. There will be a $62 billion seven-year treasury note auction in the afternoon, and day one of the two-day FOMC meeting also gets underway. Today sees the last mortgage-backed security purchase operations on the current schedule by the Fed at up to $5.3 billion of 2% and 2.5% before the desk releases a new purchase schedule covering the April 28th to May 13th period in the afternoon. We begin National Babe Ruth Day with agency MBS prices down worse a smidge and the 10-year drifting up to 1.58% after closing yesterday at 1.57%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I sometimes wonder what my parents did to fight boredom before the internet. I asked my 17 brothers and sisters, but they didn't know either. (laughs) Thanks again to our sponsor, Capacity. Capacity connects apps, mines documents, captures tacit knowledge, and automates processes, all through a mobile-friendly chat interface. Capacity's conversational interface is easily embedded right on your website. Go live within 30 days. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.